Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast, West Denver. Here's a quick message from our sponsor, Local Works Wheat Ridge, provided by its executive director, Paige Piper. Local Works is a nonprofit organization whose mission is to make Wheat Ridge a more vibrant and sustainable place to live and work. Our mission in action is programming that provides neighborhood revitalization and small business support, keeping and growing the businesses we know and love in Wheat Ridge. In simpler form, we provide connection. Connection to business, connection to community. This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Meg Smith. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Good Neighbor Podcast, West Denver. Today, I'm here with John Lang from Lang Land Surveys. Hi, John. How you doing? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm glad we got this organized. I'm excited to learn more about you and share some info with our, you know, listening crowd. So tell us a little bit about Langland Surveys. Well, we are land surveyors. We uh, we are professional measurers. Um, we measure things like uh, property or properties, boundaries of uh, properties. Um, we also measure condominium airspace for condo maps. And we do construction staking, so we tell people where to put roads and where to put sewer lines and water lines and things like that. Wow, I never even heard of air mapping, but that makes sense now that you say it. (laughs) Yeah, that's how condominiums are taxed, um, is by the airspace. So we have to calculate the volume inside of the units. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I've got so many questions now. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you end up starting a land surveying company? Well, my dad was a surveyor. And so um, he owned a company and I worked for him in the summers when I was in high school. Then I went up to college in Long Beach State and uh, I was kind of enrolled in school, but didn't attend a lot of school. Uh, So I ended up getting a surveying job out there as well. And... um, it, it, uh, I, I learned a lot out there and then I moved back here, um, after, uh, a couple of years of doing that. And, um, I went back to work for my dad. And then in 2008, he had sold his company to a couple of guys that just kind of ran it into the ground and the economic downturn didn't help either. Um, so they laid me off and then I just said, well, I don't really want to work for anybody now. I really would like to do my own thing. So I started my company with a couple of partners. That lasted about four years, and then uh, I started my own company because it's we didn't see eye to eye the three partners. So, but and the rest is history. We've uh, we've done uh, really okay, really well. Excellent. Well, and as we discussed earlier, you were referred to us by Ryan Mordhorst, who did an interview on the podcast for Blue Ribbon Home Exteriors, and so. I know that he is an advocate for your work and you are doing well by doing good. So thank you for that. And so tell us, you know, I obviously exposed something that is probably a, you know, unknown, which is the measuring of the volume of air for condos. But, you know, we always see land surveyors out there, right? We see the people doing the professional measurements, but most of us don't know much about it. What's the most common misconception you clear up for folks when you talk about the work that you do? 
Well, um, I would say that we're, we're looking through a camera. Most people think we're looking through a camera when we, we're looking through our instruments. And um, that's definitely not the case. The, what, what we're doing is we're, we're um, citing a point that has a, a known value, a known, known coordinates, and a known elevation. And then uh, from that baseline, we can set all of our other points. When we're out there, when we're out there in the middle of the street, we're, we're not actually uh, looking through a camera. Where that is how we measure angles and distances is with that with that machine. And so now we have GPS as well. So you might see a guy walking around with a big tall pole with a like square thing on top of it, and that is that would be a GPS unit. And that's going to change surveying a lot because well, when I started surveying, um, we had steel chains and. Uh, we, we had machines that would just turn a distance. They wouldn't really shoot, or I'm sorry, turn an angle. They wouldn't really shoot a distance. So uh, we had to use 100 foot steel chains to measure everything. And that took a long time. Um, so then with uh, the distance meters being, being developed, that really helped us a lot because we could shoot a distance without having to just break chain every 100 feet. Um, and then when GPS came around, it absolutely re revolutionized things because you could go to a one man crew. Uh, it, really change things for, for a lot of survey companies. And the accuracy is really good. Now we're doing work with drones. Um, we do a lot of, uh, we fly over a lot of our clients' jobs and uh, we will uh, use that information that we get to tell them if they need to bring in dirt for the site or if, they're, if, if they need to take some dirt out. Um, and just we, that's how we save the money basically is by determining the dirt volumes because moving dirt on a job site is one of the most expensive things that a client, our clients have to do. I'm sorry. Go. I'm oh, sorry. sorry. To <laughs> oh, no, no worries. I was just saying you're really leveraging all this technology. Yeah, it's and, and now with scanning, with scanning, you can do a three day map or a three D map, uh, but you have to have the 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 power to be able to process all the information because it's it's so different from regular surveying because it's so many data points. Because it uh, when you're scanning it, it it gives you a a perfect picture of whatever it is that you're scanning. It's, it's pretty neat. I, we don't have a scanner because they're pretty pricey, but it, it's kind of going to be the future. I think is uh, people going into like to determine the volume taken out of a mine. Um, they can just put a scanner down in there. And then when the, after they've done work, they can put it down there again and see how much volume is gone. Uh, th things like that. There's a lot of really cool applications, but my favorite thing is probably the drone. I really like flying the drone. <laughs> It takes you back to childhood, probably, it like does. flying to fly it's remote so control <laughs> And you know, with the drone, we had a client really who, cool. who had a, um, they had a three-story condo building that they were going to build. Um, they hadn't built it yet, but they wanted to see what the view would be like at, at the elevation of the balcony up on the, the, the top of that building. So we took the drone up that high and just did a, a 3D uh, or a 360-degree um, picture of everything so that they could see that and uh that sold the unit actually was was because we, we we did that for them that's awesome yeah because then they could see the beauty of that you know view so that's really cool technology i'm just like i could listen for a while just <laughs> the, the things that you're doing it's way more than surveying land yeah yeah we we, we really do i mean that's that's the basic you know what basically what surveyors do is just measure land. But now with, with all the, the new technology, we can apply it to different aspects of, of construction as well. That's really cool. So yeah. 
when you're not playing with drones and <laughs> doing your work, what is it that you do for fun? Well, I have a lot of hobbies. Um, I, uh, I really like Legos. I build a lot of Legos. Um, I have a, like a display down. We have a downstairs office and I have a little like Lego museum down there from stuff I built. Um, I also like to hunt fossils and arrowheads, things like that. As a surveyor, we get access to a lot of places that, um, where we find some, we just find things just, just by walking around and we, it's okay for us to keep them because we're on private property. And we have permission to be there. And as long as our client knows it, we're, we're fine. So we don't do this on federal land or anything, uh, cause that would not be good. Uh, but, uh, we find the, quite a bit of stuff and, and it's, it's just a lot of fun just going and poking around on, on, on the job sites. I, I really like that. And I like fishing as well and golfing. I love golf. Uh, didn't take it up till a few years ago, but, and I'm not very good at it, but I, I really enjoy it. Well, I hope that you run a summer camp one day because my eight and 10 year old little girls would want to do all the Lego building and arrowhead and fossil finding. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I was going to say my eight-year-old wants to be a paleontologist. Maybe I should just tell her about land surveying. Well, that is awesome. Yeah. And actually, I, I volunteered at the Museum of Nature and Science in, uh, in the uh, dinosaur area um, for about three years before COVID started. And then uh, when COVID came, they actually shut the museum down for the first time ever since it opened. And uh it was, it just, it's, they want you to do a lot to go back. Now you got to go through a big process. So I'm probably not going to go back there, but I am looking for another place to volunteer at that's related to, to paleontology or um, archeology, span anything like that. So I, I might go, go out to the museum in Morrison. They, they said they could use some more volunteers. So that's fun. That's cool. And then yeah, also so Dinosaur Ridge. Uh, exactly. That's that's where the museum is over there it, in Morrison. They have a great dinosaur museum. It's really yeah. small, but they have some really neat fossils that you won't see anywhere else. And then I also volunteer yeah. at Max Fund, which I got to give them a plug because they're the best dog shelter uh, in in the world. I think they, it's a no kill dog shelter. And um, my wife and I volunteer there and we we've are, we're, we're kind of the puppy people. They we we asked if we could only work with puppies. And they actually gave us the okay. So um, we pick up puppies and take them to an event. And uh, then we just play with them until somebody wants to wants to see if they're the right match for them. And if they're not, then we put them back in with ourselves and we just play with them some more. So it's, it's, it's a blast. That's awesome. Okay, well, I want to volunteer with you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Get some puppy time. That's right. They need, they need more people. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about that. Maybe we can bring them on the podcast too. Oh, that would be awesome. Yes. I'm sure they would do it. Nice. Well, can you describe any hardships that impacted your business? Obviously the, the economic downturn, the great recession in 2008 was a big impactor. Um, but we like to find out, you know, what's hard for our business owners out there and how are you overcoming the challenges in your industry? Well, I, I'll start with the probably the biggest challenge that we've ever faced was um, in yeah, on January 2nd, 2016, I got a call from our alarm company saying that the power was off to the alarm and did I want them to call the police? And I was like, well, no, my guys probably tripped it or did something. So I go there and our building was on fire and it was uh, flames were shooting out the windows and the door and uh, 
they were going the the firemen had just gotten there but there was a person missing so they were going around looking for the asking everybody if they had seen this person and he ended up dying in that fire it was it was it was it was horrible um but we lost everything as well in the, in that fire like all our files are, and we didn't have any offsite storage for our our computer data we just had on-site storage so we had to get a, a water-soaked computer and figure out how to get the data out of it and it was actually underwater but i got it out of there and um yeah it was uh took these guys a while but they got most of our data back from that computer they have some miracle they performed um but uh, yeah we we lost everything wow. and then my guys yeah my guys were kind of like um well i i was in shock for a couple of months i had i really it was really traumatic for me and then um my guys were like john here we're gonna grab your hand and we're gonna tell you what we're gonna do and so luckily my people they've kind of banded together and, and just we started working out of a guy's house uh one, one of my employees and um everybody was just showed up there at his house just acted like it was just a regular office and we just kind of picked up where we left off minus a lot of files and things so we had a little bit of stuff to to try to backtrack on but because of my employees we definitely kept uh kept the company going that was that's what did it and then during that time also um we didn't have computer access all the time to our emails there was kind of a problem we had uh, for a while so my license actually lapsed my uh, survey license so that that was uh i was kind of like oh my goodness can anything else go wrong here um but but luckily yeah. that was that that was about it i got i got reinstated once the board heard what had happened and um so everything is good there but um, now we have a really a nicer office and um, we I think everybody is a lot happier over here. And yeah, that was that was that was that was a fair, fairly traumatic thing. And then as far as the current state of affairs with uh, what's going on with, you know, with the economy and everything, um, we're, we're, we're looking at some layoffs. Probably we're we mainly um, new home starts is kind of our our bread and butter and um, People just aren't buying new houses now because of the interest rates. So they're doing, like, we're, we're getting a lot of work for additions, people that are doing uh, some kind of a pop, like pop the top of their house, put on a second story. Um, it's because they, they would need a survey for that type of stuff. So we just, we come in and survey that and then we supply our, our information to the architects that are working on it and uh, they make everything work. Excellent. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. You know, there's a lot of challenges, obviously. I mean, that fire, my goodness. Yeah, that's it, was, just, it was pretty bad. We, the only thing left bad. was was two company trucks that the guys had taken home. That was that was it. It was oh. it was bad. And tragic with your. With well, the, the person the person that passed away, he was there was a counseling center upstairs, so we didn't really know him. But um, I mean, it was it was sad. It was a very sad thing. And, uh, yeah, we've, mm -hmm. we, um, yeah, we all, we all felt that definitely, but there was a counseling center upstairs yeah. and everybody got out except that, that except for, for one person. So pretty, pretty sad for him yeah. and his family, for, for his family, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. My heart goes out to them for sure. So who was it that saved the computer data? Um, you know, I don't, my, our, our IT guy basically took it over to his friend's house, I think. And it was, his friend is like an expert on uh, on retrieving data, and so I I'm not even sure he had a company. I think wow. it, he might have just been doing it on the side. I don't I don't remember, but oh. um, but but I I have been the one that went in and got the the um, 
the computer out of there. So I had to kind of sneak in and because uh, there was they they found asbestos in there, and so that added a big cost to the to the to the research and for the fire and the cleanup and everything. So we never did really find out yeah. what happened, what caused it, because they ran out of money. It, um, but the fire uh -huh. report says it was a, a furnace problem or something. But but they they just had to end end the investigation because of money. So okay. we never really got to the bottom. Wow. Of that. Yeah. Well. Congratulations on finding that good Samaritan to get all of your computer data. <laughs> you know what? I, our, our IT guy, I was really mad at him because we, he, he didn't have offsite storage for us. I'm like, what are you, what, what were you thinking? But his, his guy just pulled it, definitely pulled it out, pulled it off for us. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you have offsite storage now. We have so much offsite storage. <laughs> Every listener out there owns a business. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We have three places now where our data goes to be to be stored. So. <laughs> yes, oh. and also in the in our new building, awesome. we checked for for a really good um, water or a really good fire suppression system. So we made sure that there's sprinklers here and that uh, you know they're working and everything. So we 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 learned a lot from the fire actually that you, things that you got to watch out for that yeah. I never had thought about. Yeah. Well, and that's what that question is all about. The, you know, the lessons you learn and how it strengthens your business for the future. Yep. Yeah. Our, our core people here, our little group, we're, I think we're going to be together till the end. We, we just all, uh, we all get along really well. And, and I really, I, I owe them a lot for, for all, for all the help that, that they've given me and, um, you know, just for doing their jobs. Awesome. So how can listeners get in touch with you um, if they, you know, want to talk to you about your services or anything, you know, we've discussed, maybe even Max Fund, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, really, if the best way is to call us uh, at 720-242-9732 um, for the office. Um, also, uh, you could email um, one of my managers. Um they would be at, uh, well, probably the best way to be to call me and then I can connect everybody. Uh, and my cell number is 303-720-1964. That's the year that the Beatles invaded America, by the way. That's why I have that number. Uh, so it's it's a great number. Oh, cool. <laughs> Excellent. And a so those are the best fan. ways. We have a website, uh, but it is still under construction. So it's not really great. Not the best way to get to really reach us. Um, but we're, we're working on that. And if you, if you put in awesome. Lang land surveys, I believe it, it will come up, but we're, we don't come up first on any searches. At the well, you know what? I can show you how to get better search results in another. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Another meeting. That would be great. I, I mean, I'll I've, talk to you about that soon. Yeah, that would be great. And this podcast, the podcast actually helps with SEO too, because it goes out onto so many channels and it'll oh. link back to your website. So. Yeah, well, we'll help you awesome. out there. This is great. Um, yeah, excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, John. I really appreciate it. I had a very enjoyable time learning about all the things we talked about. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnpwestdenver.com. That's gnpwestdenver.com.